You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And it is the 4th of October, the day before my 44th birthday. And Dave, this episode of Webcology can only be titled, It's My Party and I'll Fry If I Wanna. <laughs> well, it's uh, for, for our listeners who don't know, um, it's your birthday tomorrow. And it's that's my 44th uh, birthday tomorrow. That's two fours in a row. So it's like super easy to remember. <laughs> and I have a feeling two four may just inspire your birthday party. Uh, several of them, in fact. <laughs> uh, note for younger listeners, you will get to a point where you honest to goodness don't remember how old you are. And you get like this brain freeze whenever somebody asks how old you are, which is impolite in the first place. But people do it to you anyway. And um, yeah, so um, this is good. 44 is cool. 44 well awesome and uh and jim uh, happy birthday my friend it's been a been a pleasure knowing you through uh, i guess probably about 13 of them now well just so just for the record um i was on the way out last night and i get this phone call from this guy at dial a bottle okay and um he says he's gonna be at my house in like 10 minutes now that's weird because i've never ever ever used a boot dial bottle or bootleg service of any sort and um Gets here, hands me this, like, massive bottle of Crown Royal Whiskey and says, here, this is from Dave. Happy birthday. So, Dave, thank you. No, my and, pleasure, sir. Um, in your honor, um, I'm toasting you right now because as soon as this show is over and a meeting with uh, Darren and Brandy, station management, um, I'm starting a four-day weekend for my birthday. So um, I'm basically starting it now. Um, and also, just, you know, we have Christine Slashinger and uh, Jeff Ferguson coming up towards the bottom of the hour. Um, free apologies, uh, Christine and Jeff, but it's going to be, you know, great talking White Hat and Black Hat with you. Like, seriously fun. <laughs> Soon. Um, <laughs> but some other serious fun has been Facebook this week. Facebook has, um, 
I'm not sure even where to start. We should start by congratulating them that they got their billionth live user, active monthly user. Um, so Facebook is at least one billion humans large and growing. Um, these, these are probably real humans, at least Facebook is pretty sure they're probably real humans. They went on a purge last week and took out about uh, 5% of the uh, Facebook population, which is not real humans. Um, I might have started this drinking thing a bit early. <laughs> <laughs> but I remembered where I was going with that. Well, I, I think we were going to, uh, to a big congratulations. Um, to Facebook, that's, that's it's a big Probably. milestone. I'm a little bit ticked at Facebook. Okay, remember how when you posted something, all of your friends would see it. Everybody in your list would see it. Yep. Maybe that was when Facebook was a smaller and, and, and nicer little community. Now Facebook, um, especially with the, the, the advent of Facebook timeline, limits the distribution of your posts to, well, to a limited number of people on your friend list based on a number of choices and actions um, you or they have made in your, in your Facebook history. For instance, if I choose to click on links that you put out, Dave, more frequently, I'm likely to see more messages from you in my feed. Similarly, if... Um, well, if I, if I click and subscribe to you, I'm likely to see messages in your feed, like, all the time. Um, and if you and I share many of the same interests, I'm likely to see your messages in my feed. Yep. But, you know, say I was, like, you know, getting married or, um, you know, planning to um, move to Tierra del Fuego or something. And I wanted all of the people in my friend list to know. Well, there's no way I could guarantee that by putting a post onto Facebook. I mean, I might think it's going to all my friend list, but it's not. It's going to an algorithm algorithmically selected group of people that Facebook has, has chosen to distribute my stuff to. So Facebook is now saying that for a nominal fee, and I've heard it would be around $7 US, you can now promote your personal messages to your entire friend group. And I'm a little bit ticked at Facebook for that because I think most users thought they were already doing that. Right. Right. Now, I'm, I'm going to <clears throat> side on Facebook on two fronts here. And, and this is rare because I've ragged on Facebook a lot. But in regards to this, uh, both decisions there, both the, the algorithmic filtering um, and, and the charging per, you know, to, to sort of give yourself a, a bit of a priority here. Um, Algorithmic filtering, I, I don't think either you or I, I mean, we can discuss how it's done or, or we can discuss, you know, that, that sort of a, it leads to that same thing on, you know, people who watch, you know, BBC will tend to get their news from BBC overnight. You know, basically, that we're, we're filtering down our knowledge base. Um, which, you know, if the individual chooses to go to BBC, that's all good by me. Right. But, um, yeah, when, when say, Facebook does that, but a lot of their algorithm in their defense is based on previous selections. So if I keep going to BBC, would it be wrong when I look up news for Google to say show BBC first, knowing that that's my, or, my preference over and over again? Or, or in, in this case, content in, through Facebook, sorry. It, it, exactly. So do I want, you know, I've got hundreds of friends in Facebook. Do I appreciate that the ones that I communicate the most with are the ones that I see the, the posts on the most. Yes. Am I 
missing out on some really, really interesting stuff? Yes. But in their defense, I may well be missing out on that stuff because of clutter if, mm-hmm. if they weren't doing it to begin with. So there, there is that um, sort of trade-off that we have to, have to face there. I, I, filtering needed to be done. You know, we, we can debate how it's done or, or whatnot or, or the merits of it, but the fact is they needed to get into, into filtering. It's interesting for us to start to know a little more about how they're doing filtering because, of course, that's going to be necessary when we're running, say, you, know, you and I as marketers and all of our listeners. As we're running social campaigns, how do you make sure that your message is staying in front of people without paying the $7? Um, you know, okay, so logically, if you want that to happen, here's, here's a crazy idea. You need to engage with the people you're following. Or, or the, your friends up, sorry, I was using a Twitter term there, but, uh, you know, if, if you stay engaged, then you're going to show up on their radar all the time. So that's your way around the $7 charge is engage with the people that you're calling your friends. Crazy notion. Um, but in regards to the $7, I mean, I, I just fall back, and I, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, we're all businessmen here, or, or business women, you know, if, we, if, we're, if we're including our audience, and I, you know, hello. Um, one of the, the, the main things that I've been ragging on Facebook about in the past, you've been ragging about Facebook, and the, and the IPO certainly showed it, mm-hmm. um, is they don't have a monetization strategy. I have no problem with them going, this is our filtering, it needs to be there for a reason. Hey, if you want to bypass it, uh, well, we're not a free service. Right? Like, they, they need to monetize somehow. I don't think it's going to go extremely well for them, um, but I don't mind the attempt at it. And I think a lot of marketers uh, may be tar- starting to use it more, right? Like if you're building up friend groups to market to them, and I'm friends in quotes here. Um, if you're building up a, a group of people that you're connected with through, via Facebook as a marketer, um, yeah, I could definitely see using them. Is it worth seven bucks? Hey, I spent a lot more and a lot less than that. Um, so I, I think it is a it is a target, and I, I, wow. I, I can't blame them for doing it. You know, this could be the Crown Royal talking, or maybe it's gratitude for the Crown Royal talking. Either way, I'm well. Um, don't have a lot to argue back against those points. I will say though that Facebook, as as I said at the very beginning of the show. It's the It's My Party and I'll Fry If I Want To episode of <laughs> Webology. And maybe Facebook is frying its own party by charging its users for something they thought was already free. Although I bet, well, you, yeah. I bet you any money that this just gets swept under the carpet after a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those things that we all kind of know is, is happening. Does my dad know that they're doing this? You know, no. Will he care? No. Um, does he know some filterings going on? If he doesn't, then he thinks that a lot of people that are his friends are just not on Facebook. <laughs> and, 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 and it won't happen anymore, indeed. Um, but, you know, you, you, can, you can sort of hunt them down. I, I think you're right. I think it'll just sort of get brushed under the table. All of a sudden, things will start to post up. People won't know why it is, and, and then, you know, it'll turn out that you or I or one of our listeners or somebody in the, the, the marketing community um, has sort of pushed these posts up, cost seven bucks, great. Um, you know, I know if I'm launching a, um, you know, for, for one of our clients, a new infographic or, you know, donating to charity or whatnot, would I put, would it be worth an extra $7 after you spent hundreds on pre- or thousands on press releases and this and that? Would it be worth an extra 7 bucks, maybe a couple times to push this up? I was going to yeah. say two or three times. This is per post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Right? And, and would it be worth that or extra little bit? Would it be worth a couple hundred dollars? Of course it would be. Yeah. 
So I, I think it's it's kind of a win for them. I don't think it's going to be a big win because it's a very very focused market. But I may be I may be proven wrong if a lot of marketers jump on board. If we notice that this actually really really works, it's such and this is where I think Facebook is really smart. It's such a nominal cost that on well, when we think about this Facebook advertising as it is now. You know what, Dave? I've come over to your side in this conversation. I mean, that's that's wow. Um, <laughs> Facebook advertising doesn't is said not to work as well as expected. You know, right. to be as diplomatic as possible in saying that. <laughs> I'm looking at my I'm looking at my Facebook news feed right now, and down the uh, you know basically right hand side of the feed, I see a whole bunch of square blocky ads. I'm so unlikely to click any of them except the Florida Palms hockey tournament, even though I'm not likely to play. I'm curious. There's, Hockey in Florida? Cool. Um, um, this puts a form of advertising right in the middle of my news feed. Right. I'm much more likely to click it, something in the middle of my news feed because that's what I do when I'm looking at my news feed. Right. And it is from somebody you know. I mean, it, so, it, so, it, so for how long am I going to trust these people that I know? Uh, not long. <laughs> Uh, you know, it depends, and I think this is where, and some people are going to abuse it, some people won't, but this is where we as marketers um, need to beware. If I want to stay friends with somebody because I like the ability to market to them, and I'm not referring to, say, you as my personal friend, but you know, I, I do have people that are acquaintances in my, in my friend group, and I put them in oh, as acquaintances. you would. If you got the click, you would. Admit it. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Well, if I but if I want to keep them, I need to make sure that my marketing towards them is on point, right? And 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 that's the that's the way of it. If I'm like, hey, here's you know, I, I put up a, you know, well, next week for example, you know, my my next article on search engine watch comes out. Okay, would I push that up in hopes that it'll get more social signals? Hey, maybe I will. <laughs> now now it's in my head as a, yep, you're going to try this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but are these, would my friends go, oh, God, he's promoting, you know, some, some writing. No, most of them are SEOs. Right? <laughs> Talking about, you know, here, here's an article that, that I've, I've written for, you know, Search Engine Watch. It's, you know, I could either do this or message you all. You know, it's your choice. <laughs> Um, you know, but I can hit a broader audience, but staying more on point like that. I'm not going rah, 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 hey, you know, buy my blue widgets, um, you know, in which case you're going to lose these friends. And so you're losing your ability to market. But this isn't any different than any other marketing, right? If you go, you know, and you're shouting as Twitter was, especially in the early years, right? This like mm-hmm. constant bombardment. Um, and, and, and it became kind of useless. So will this. So if we can keep it on point and keep it to things that are more meant as either link bait or or just drawing attention to you know how awesome we work as you know we help the tesla museum or whatever right like the, where they're on point it's going to make sense that it's in my feed where maybe you wouldn't even notice that it was pushed up into the feed it just looks like something i'd post that happens to be there right so more of a personal statement or or a personal thing uh, well, I that i would cases, actually in some cases it may be something you happen to be there and you're, you're a voice that I haven't heard from in, like, months on Facebook. Well, exactly. And, I mean, what a great use for that. Because, I mean, here's a pleasant byproduct of it is you do have problems getting in front of all these people because you're being filtered out. Well, if you can come up with something just really unique. Um, oh, and really good. Gee, Dave likes Wheaties. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Not, not something more like that, but, I mean, hey, if you want to start getting in front of people and, and interacting, I mean, heck, you could even put up a sort of a more 
not inflammatory in an aggressive way, but make a, and I avoid these, but some people would do this, make a, a political statement or make, make something that's going to engage in conversation. Okay, now all these people, you're not in their feed. This has cost you seven bucks. Now you're in their feed. Now they're going to have an opinion. They get in there, start interacting. You know what's going to happen? You're going to start appearing in their feed because they've interacted with you back and forth a lot. So it's also a mechanism to get yourself back into their feeds in a, in a free way. <laughs> on my honor i promise i will never do that myself and i <laughs> pray i never see that happening to me um indeed absolutely okay we we're gonna have to take a break in a few minutes but we got we got, we got time for one more thing on the it's my party and i'll fry if i want to meme around facebook um facebook has uh and uh, you know maybe it's funny remember remember over the course of my career, I've noticed, I've noticed how energy has moved from one area to another area to another area to another area. We couldn't get enough of talking about InfoSeq and AltaVista at one time. And then we couldn't get enough <laughs> of talking about this upstart Google. I'm sorry, about Yahoo. And, and everything Yahoo was doing was just so, oh so interesting. Um, and I remember there was a time when Lycos was like actually doing really cool and innovative stuff. Um, and then we couldn't get enough of, ya- of, uh, of this new upstart Google. And then we couldn't get enough of pay-per-click. And then we couldn't get enough of social. And now we can't get enough of Facebook. Maybe it's like this is critical mass that, of, of user attention that has to be hit. And all the marketers' attentions are, like, glommed into, you know, certain areas. We can't get enough of Pinterest suddenly. Um, so just don't, I notice in, in, in our conversations, we talk about Facebook, like, like, like so frequently. And one of the ways we've uh, known, just you know, it just sort of seems that a, a company has gotten big enough to not only get a whole bunch of attention, but to start making like what might have been a more minor mistake when nobody was paying so much attention. Facebook mm-hmm. is now releasing their own TV commercials, <laughs> and um, unfortunately, this is a radio show, not a video, not a video show. Well, actually, actually, most of the time, it's fortunate that, that, that that's the case. But in this case, I would love to show you the. Uh, the video, all I can do is say it's it's up on Mashable, um, a uh, article by Lance Yudinoff, um, October 4th, up on Mashable, Facebook's first commercial, and um, it's a series of chairs. It's, oh. I'm doing my best not to make a Fifty Shades of Eastwood comment, but I've already done it, it's out. <laughs> okay, you did it. Good. All right. Um, but it's all about, you know, face- Facebook is making, uh, trying to represent all of the glory that is Facebook in 30 second, 60 second, and 90 second spots. Now, I mean, like, when you think Facebook, you can think of any number of things, like a huge variety of stuff that people do with Facebook, and they have 30 seconds, 60 seconds, or 90 seconds, in which to compress all this information and all this passion and all this content. And, you know, I've, I, I, I've looked at Facebook, and it has churned my stomach and uplifted my heart at different times, and they have to put all this into a 30 or a 60 or a 90 second spot, so no wonder they screw it up. It's like Seinfeld and Bill Gates start talking about, like, you know, pants whilst trying to sell computers. <laughs> We've seen it happen. <laughs> remember, the, remember the Al Gore rhythm? <laughs> um, <laughs> the ass commercial? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so Facebook is, 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 is now making its own commercials. Um, we've 
What's that old uh, uh, say in our uh, uh, commentary? Those who fail to learn from history are fated to repeat it? Yep. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my two drinks anyway. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to have to go off and watch that on the on the upcoming commercial break here, just just to, to put it all uh, all in perspective. But um, it, 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 you're right; it is a very very difficult um, difficult thing to do, right? To, to to sort of Cole's notes all of that. I'd like to see him do sort of a series, right? A smart, entertaining. This commercial leads to this commercial, which we've seen a few times done well, really, really difficult, right? But um, where it sort of carries through in a Mac versus PC kind of way, but with, with more of a storyline, but each covering their own thing. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, something I want to see the next one. Well, while Dave's watching that commercial, you folks have to listen to these commercial messages because that's how we pay the bills around here at webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It's October the 4th, 2012. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We're coming back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined by my uh, co-host, who is drinking some Crown Royal over there on the East Coast, Jim Hedger. Uh, we are joined by Jeff Ferguson and uh, Christine Schackinger. We're, we're chatting black hat, white hat here, because, Christine, um, you had a uh, an interesting uh, interesting article that's had uh, more than one or two comments up on uh, Search Engine Watch, for, so for our listeners. Um, you can head over there and, and glance at it while we're chatting and, and, and you're listening in or uh, read it after. It's a, it's a very good piece that leads to a discussion that 
Um, happens repeatedly, but but not in front of. Uh, you know, not necessarily in front of a broad audience. We we often at conferences, and, and, and I'm sure you two have been, in, been involved in many of these, or, or all four of us, um, discussing the merits, black hat, white hat, is it ethical, is it not? Um, we've discussed it a couple times on the show here, but I thought just, just nice timing to, to lead into the discussion. Christine, you wrote the article. Um, in it, you basically say there is no ethical right or wrong here. Um, but th- this is a, you know, you need to understand what the w- risks versus rewards are and, and make a decision that meets with your risk tolerance. Jeff had to have you on because um, you had, had made some comments, and, and, of course, I had to respond to them here. Um, in regards to going, no, there is a, a more <laughs> tongue-in-cheek black-and-white side to this, um, and that, they, you know, these are guidelines. They're there for a reason. Have I, have I summarized the, the positions you each take fairly, fairly well? Fairly well, except for the, yeah. I, I do think there is an ethics, but the ethics is involved in disclosure and um, skill level. So that's right, so, well, let's let's start with that then. And uh, Christine, I'll, I'll let you summarize. And Jeff, I know we've only got you here till at at, uh, at best eleven forty-five our time, two forty-five Eastern time here. So we need to make sure that we get uh, get both sides here. But Christine, maybe start by summarizing for our listeners what the what the point of the article was in like a a minute or two or less. And you know, not like the debates last night. Maybe try and keep it to a minute or two <laughs> or less. <laughs> uh, man. The idea of the article is just that we've been reading a lot of people outside our industry talking about black hat and white hat and, and how bad SEOs are. And I wanted to, to kind of um, define more what the difference is. And uh, a hat is just really, the color of a hat is just really how close or uh, not close you stick to the uh, terms of service of a, a search engine. Primarily it's going to be Google, so let's just say Google here for today. And um, if you're a white hat, you're sticking completely to the terms, which almost nobody can do and still rank. And if you're a gray hat, you're kind of mixing it up a little bit with some bending the rules a little bit. And if you're black hat, you're bending them all the way. Actually, really, you're breaking them um, to rank really well. Um, and there's a, a misnomer in my, uh, my belief that because you're black hat means that you're doing something necessarily wrong. Um, if your client's informed of the risk, i.e. that they could be banned from the index, which is the most extreme, uh, then and they go ahead with it anyways, then it's a tactic in the industry. It's not necessarily a, uh, a, a bad thing to do or an evil thing to do. No, Jeff's commitment. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go 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 ahead. Pull a uh, pull a, a Romney or continue it on. <laughs> okay, I I just meant to uh, to, to preface with unless you don't know what you're doing, then that is um, unethical. You don't disclose to the client that is unethical. Or if you're just one of those people that's not really an SEO but just sets up a shop to take money from people, um, you know, doesn't do it very well and is cash the paycheck as you watch the sites fall. That's unethical. And in the article, I call that ash hat SEO. <laughs> All right, Jeff. I, 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 I know you've got some some strong, you know, you, some some fairly vocal uh, opinions on this one. Now, on on your side, you would say the, these are a set of guidelines. They're there for the reason. It's our moral responsibility um, to yeah, to follow the guidelines that the engines are laying out. Um, maybe yeah. you can. I think it's, wh- it's definitely. Go ahead. It, it, sorry, I'm keeping interrupting, but the uh, it, it's definitely an ethical issue as far as I'm concerned. It's not a business practice thing, and and. Uh, somebody tried to catch me in the, uh, the reason you guys called me is because I was one of the commenters on it, and apparently the only dissenting opinion on the, on the article, but they, um, you know, somebody tried to catch me on the idea that, hey, look, these, these rules are in place for a reason. Uh, they're to make, uh, the quality of the search engine as good as possible, and we're somebody who is committed, uh, to advertise in this forum, 
in as ethical uh, place as possible, right? And, and uh, Google has done its best over the years to enforce these rules um, the best they can, and they're getting better at it over and over again. And uh, unfortunately, most of the time as SEOs or in a lot of cases, you hear people, like you hear SEOs almost act like the speeder that gets caught for speeding but then blames the cop. And I, I think we really need to get out of this habit. If we're ever going to get in respect in this industry or if we're going to respect out of our own industry uh, for the work that we do here, we need to basically stop making it okay for us to bend the rules, right? And, and I know there's always these these fringe, case, fringe cases where somebody steps up and says, hey, what, what if, you know, we're really rushed for time or what if we're really doing this? And I, and I think that's that kind of logic just doesn't apply. It's the, it's the same type of logic that somebody would use um, if they make it okay to take steroids to play in professional sports. Uh, you know, if you stepped up and said, hey, look, um, as long as everybody knows the risks, um, it's still okay, and everybody, you know, to do this. It's never going to be okay for you to take steroids to play professional, you know, professional sports, even if everybody knows that you're doing it ahead of time. It's just against the rules, right? And it's not going to be any better, less the rules because you let your athlete know that you gave them steroids, or if you let the, the commission know that you gave them steroids, right? Um, this is the same way. Uh, black hat and gray hat methods are the steroids of SEL, and we need to stop using them uh, so that we're all playing the same field. You know, I, um, I, I often you know, hear I often hear people ask if, I, if if you don't mind me just jumping in, Jeff. I want to ask you a quick question. I often have people ask, "To whom are you beholden, to Google or to the client?" I, I, so I think the the answer to that is to your client, um, and the the reason why, right, is, is that it behooves you um, to your client to to play by the rules of Google. Um, so that you don't get them in trouble. Even if you tell them ahead of time, and says, hey, look, this is going to get you in trouble, and they say, hey, look, I don't care, I don't want to do this. Uh, I've had clients that do that to me, that say, basically said, hey, look, the only way you could ever do this is to do it this way, and I don't play that game. And they say, no, but we're cool with that. And I said, but I'm not, and I'm not going to do that. And I'm not even going to tell you other people who are cool with that because I don't want to go down that path, right? It, what, it, about, you know, what about like, when Google, like, changes what? the rules on you? Like, I'm Google's sorry, been that? known to change the rules. Maybe to stop feeding us data or something. So, so here's my my rule on on Google changes the rules is that in in the broadest sense of the word, I can I don't think that Google's really changed the rules. All right now, they're, I, I know they've uh, they've made it harder to uh, break those rules over the years, um, but Google's always said from the get go that hey, look, we're about three basic things: we're we're about great content, we're about um, organically, you know, appropriate inbound links, and we're making sure that the site is built in a proper way um, so that it's easy for us to crawl and easy for the users to actually read. Um, if you follow all of those kind of basic guidelines for creating a great site in the first place, then you know chances are. You know, unless somebody else is actually breaking the rules around you, you're going to do pretty well with that. Right? Now, we all well, kind of think well, that, here's a, I, I got, I got, we all kind of think that's like. cheating in a lot of sense. <laughs> I know. We all kind of think that's cheating things. in a lot of sense. Oh, one thing, nobody's all white. Nobody's white hat. So let's let's be honest. There's nobody out there that doesn't I, I, do anything to link those. Um, I, I would dis- I would disagree. Nope. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's plenty of people who are out there. One, one, one no. sec. Let's, let's make sure so. that we're not just talking by. semantics here. Christine, what do you mean by nobody's white hat? What, what exactly do you mean by that? According to Google Terms and Service, the only way that you could be completely white hat is if you do nothing to build links to your site, that people just find your site naturally, 
and they decide that they like it and they link to it. And I but, don't know any SEO that just doesn't do any marketing, doesn't do anything to get the name out there, doesn't do anything to, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's, okay, there's, Jeff, there's, there's link Jeff, building responsible and there's link building. and there's a difference. Right? Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, Jeff, responsible link building. Is that white hat? Yeah, so I, I think... I think doing marketing and doing PR and things like that are all something that uh, that's a semantical issue. I think that's something that uh, Google would never uh, basically look at you and basically say, hey, look, you can't ever do marketing. You can't ever do uh, PR. You can't do anything. Kind of they have recently come down on articles. They have recently come down more on articles. And, and they on came article, down on Was that on articles they, or was that on crap content? Yeah, uh, they, I, I they, think it's uh, down on crap content and it, no, no, it's not just crap content. They recently hiking. They yeah. recently started looking at people who broad distribute articles. So that is a form of PR and marketing, which is used to build links. So link it's building a, is considered gray hat by Google. Hat it's not a not by Google, not by Google. Gray hat Google. If it's not a link that is that is just natural, someone found your site through whatever means and. Decided to link to it all by themselves, you know, in the search engine, then is a gray hat technique. So, uh, article distribution can be a gray hat technique, and they started to look at that. So, right, what I'm yeah, saying is that no one's completely white hat in our industry. So, so you so know, that's what's really rare. I can't say no one, but it's but, very, but, very rare. I am not black hat. I don't do black hat, and I don't practice black hat, but I do know that there are legitimate cases, use cases for it. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, sorry. So I hate to break it to you, but you just met your first white hat. It's the SEO. I I don't do article submission. I don't I don't do uh, that type of link building at all. Uh, you know, the basically, uh, you know, I, I'm more on the audit side of the business to start with. I usually tell my clients, "Hey, look, here's everything you're doing wrong. Here's everything that's holding you back." Um, as a thing, and then it, it basically teach them how to fish to move forward on their own. Um, and when I teach them how to fish, I do it in the the most white hat possible. But again, that's the way I want to do business. Uh, you know, well, I that's how I do business I, too, Jeff, but I don't look yeah. it down at other SEOs who use the other tactics because they're a technique. I don't say you are morally incorrect because you use a technique that you use for your industry or for your client, as long as they're good and, at but it, that, but as long I as they're not lying to the client and misleading the client. But I think that's the problem. I think we need to start looking down on these people, right? It's we're we're constantly having to defend ourselves, right? SEO has got a bad name in the public eye. It's got a bad name in the New York Times. It's got a bad name in the Wall Street Journal. It's got a bad name on television shows. I mean, hell, my mom called up one day and said, aren't you an SEO? One of the television shows just tried to prosecute somebody that was in the SEO business and said it was a bad thing. All of these things have a bad connotation because of the bad side of this business. Right? And, it, and it basically it puts a black mark on all of us to do this thing. We need to step up and we need to be the ones that actually say, this isn't cool. You're making us all look bad. You're making it so that I constantly have to step up and defend myself to my clients and to other people and right. not being one of those types of people. But to me, that's the assets. That's not a black hat SEO, which is a technique. And if you're good at it and your client accepts the risk or you're in an industry like, you know, uh, casinos where a lot of people do it because of the competition level, that, that that's black hat, that's a technique. The ones that are bad on our industry are usually ones who aren't actually SEOs, but found out that SEO can make them a lot of money and set up um, a shop somewhere, and they're not very good at it, but they know they can convince someone to give them dollars because they won't charge a lot, and then they can go out and they can uh, go a bunch of violent links from another country and they get the site to rank for a couple of weeks and they cash a check and they go away and the site drops in the ranking. And those are why I did that. That's why I separated Black Hat from Ass Hat. 
But I'm not yeah, asking I've SEOs. Been... Or either not true SEOs or they're bad SEOs or they're doing black hat techniques without telling their clients and hurting those clients. And that's a different level. And I think we need to separate in our industry the difference between people who use a black hat technique and people who are ass-outs. Because people who use a black hat technique are bad for our industry. But I think the people that are the ass-outs, those are the ones that are soil are. You know, I got to say... Uh, on behalf of SEO practitioners, I love asset SEOs because I make so much money cleaning up their messes. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's, that's that's I, that's they, they're good for business, but bad for reputation. Well, and terrible for the clients, too. You can't do that to people. Dave, Dave I, I know you wanted to jump in with a question. Oh, yeah, I, I, I am chomping at the bit here, and, and Jeff, I know we only have you for a few more minutes because uh, kudos for you. You're off to... Uh, teaching in a class, although it's, it's not SEO. You're teaching your kids and, and their class a, a little bit art. So I, I know we've only got you for, for a few more minutes, so I want to make sure to get uh, a couple more questions in here. So pardon me if I jump in to make sure that we don't go too far on, on any one of them. Um, let's, let's start on the, on the link building front. And this is more meant uh, – I'm going to direct this more at you, Jeff, just for some, some clarification here. Um, you were, we're talking about links so, and we're talking about the ethics of of links through this through this conversation here. So, a, a client comes from you. Let's let's forget about the fact that hey, as soon as a, a client's paying you to help them with link acquisition, technically that's a paid link. But you know, you, we can argue semantics on on that one. But let's say they're just hiring you for your expertise, and you're going to do some some link development. You've got a site brand new, up in a moderate competition sector. You can't just, well, we all know this, you can't just build it and they will come. You you need to manufacture some strength. That's that's just the way of it. So to you, just and, and for our listeners here who, who may just be getting their start or to help them avoid asshats, what should they be looking for? What are the kind of legitimate strategies, without giving away you know your, your secret sauce or whatnot, but what are some legitimate strategies they should be looking at? And how do you get that first step before you can count on it you don't have a PR five, right? Like how do you how do you get yeah. those first links then? So, I mean, I, I think the first thing. So, um, my my opinion of the way that Google operates is, is that it, it rewards you for doing things that you should be doing anyway, right? You know, you're supposed to have a well built site. You're supposed to have content on it, and you're supposed to do your best to kind of get inbound links, but in a completely like organic kind of way, right? The way that that comes up, and the way that it existed for time before even Google existed was for you to do marketing or advertising in one way or the other. And a lot of and part of the different parts of marketing are public relations. And I mean pure public relations. I mean working with press releases. I mean chatting up um, different writers on actual um, you know legitimate sites like you know like newspapers or, or television or whatever it is. Um, you know uh, doing press like I said press releases, I said uh, magazine articles. They did all the things that are you know regular traditional advertising. Now social media is part of that mix. So you know you've got your own site, you've got your own um, Facebook page, you've got your own Twitter account, you've got things like that that will naturally spread on their own. Uh, and these are things. There's nothing to say that you can't go out and promote yourself uh, to the world, right? Google isn't ever, ever, hasn't ever set up that hey, you can't do that, right? What it basically can't say is that you know you can't go out and buy those links directly. Um, you can't go out and um, uh, you know coerce people. You can't do any of those kind of things that would that would make it. Um, on the legitimate side of it. And I think the big difference here between all of this stuff is that um, as SEOs, right, and even if you're black hat or white hat, you know this difference, right? It's, it's a very subtle difference, and you know what, what the big difference is. But this is all something that we know, and it's something that we all ride the line on. 
but it's one of the things where you have to make an honest decision on whether or not you cross that line into actually having somebody like buy links on it. Now, the, you know, it's like, um, crap, it's a really geeky example. It's, um, you know, remember it's like Star Trek 2, I think it's a weird example, but uh, at one point when they're developing the Genesis device, later on they admit that the guy that built it used some weird, uh, like, chemical inside of it to make it stable for a short amount of time, but that uh, chemical is actually what screwed everything up later on, right? Um, that weird chemical that screwed everything up later on and made the planet fall apart and all this kind of stuff is the equivalent of ion links, is the equivalent of stuff. It works for a little while. It's it's done, but when you get caught, the planet explodes, <laughs> right? And so there, there. <laughs> so it's one of these where like there are plenty of legitimate ways to do this. The problem is, and this is the same thing that Danny Sullivan had his rant on at one of the SMX shows, and a lot of other people is, is that they're hard work, right? They they take a lot of time. They might take money. They may take a bunch of other stuff. And I I think what we need to get ourselves out of the example is this kind of crutch. Um, um, thing for our industry to basically say, yeah, but you know, what if we don't have the time or resources to do that? And I'm saying, I, well, then I'm sorry, <laughs> right? It's, it's you know, it's, not everybody has this. I'm not a brand new agency. We're only a couple of years old, and I don't always have the money to actually do press releases or to go out and chat up uh, people to uh, do things that we are. And it's like, but I'm not going to resort to buying links to make that up. Well, I'm actually, not going to resort to all the things to do stuff, right? It, it's it's one of these where there there is no good time to wear where that's going to be okay, <laughs> right? And, and, and I'm saying that there, and even if it's one of the things where it's like, hey, look, even if your client improved it, I'm like, it's still not going to be okay. So. Okay, I, I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to direct this one, sorry, Christine, uh, at Jeff, because he's got to leave in a couple minutes, then we're going to be coming back after okay. commercial break with you, and, and, and then we'll have a, a few more minutes to, uh, to chat with you for, for some clarification, but since we only have basically one more sure. question. Um, Jeff, I, I I understand what you're saying in, in these subtle differences, but to, to offer a little clarification and play a little bit of devil's advocate here, um, just just for our audience, you'd mentioned press releases and and uh, you know going out, getting into a you know a magazine. Heck, Christine, you, the article was up on Search Engine Watch, so I understand what you're definitely understand what you're talking about, and that's the article we're chatting about today. But if you're putting out that press release to strengthen your site and get links and you've paid for its distribution and if you put out a, a you know written for for a magazine but you're doing that article syndication just for you know primarily for some extra site strength are we dealing with semantics yeah you didn't syndicate this article to like you know 70 or 80 different sites or or whatever but you did it for the exact same purpose so is it the deployment method more than what you're actually doing um, that makes it yeah. fall under the black hat so I and I, I so I love this argument. So this is this, in my opinion, is, is like a the true argument of of link building, right? It's the idea that uh, whether or not intent gets into the mix on you know, a lot of those fronts. I mean, and the classic example that's been around for a while on this front was the idea that when Google was coming out with Android and in the first Android phone was coming to market, it actually sent a bunch of Android phones out to bloggers, right? It gave them free phones, right? And the idea that those bloggers would write about the new phone, and the, and they would have links back to that new phone. And it. So, you know, Google itself, if you wanted to get really specific about this, then wasn't that a form of buying those links then, something that violates their own policy, right? And it's a matter of, like, no, that kind of practice, right? Even if Google didn't exist, right? Even if Google didn't exist, you would still be the kind of practice to, to get people to talk about your site or to talk about um, your product or whatever it is before you know, before it was even a thing that would help you on the search engine, right? 
that's just getting good press isn't necessarily black hat technique, right? But it's, you know, it's a subtle difference and it's a subtle way to do this, but it's one of the things where, like, I, you know, they, they benefited both from the links and from people writing about the phones and the articles and everything. So they got a double whammy on there. It's almost like one's, one's, a, one's a benefit of the other, but in reality it was really about uh, getting press for the product. If you get links from that press as well, then all the better, right? But it would, you know, you'd still be doing this even if you weren't trying to get links for your site. You know, this is a, Jeff, I, I, I don't mean to cut you off. This is a conversation that can go on for hours and hours and hours, and we know you don't have those hours, but I'll tell you. There's one thing these conversations prove over and over and over again is that there's a lot of knowledge that goes into the industry, and if you want it done right, you hire somebody who actually has that knowledge. Um, Jeff Ferguson um, from Fang Interactive, thank you so much for taking time to join us. Hope you have a great art class. Like that, that, My that pleasure, like yeah. More fun than the rest of I gotta my go. Uh, I gotta go teach the first and second graders how to make autumn leaves. So it's <laughs> dude, <laughs> like seriously, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah hope to see you soon, brother. Yeah, I'll see you around, man. Okay, Thanks, uh, friends, that was Jeff Ferguson. We're gonna be back with uh, with Christine in a few minutes, but first we gotta take this break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. We're coming back for more fun after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. 
Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, there's nothing to get people going like a good white hat back hat debate, eh? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, they're both on the same side. <laughs> it is funny when it ends up like that. Like, I think all of us here are in agreement on our on our interview. We all would do very, very similar things. We're arguing about the ethics of doing something other than the way we do it, which I think is an important discussion. And it's great to have people um, like Christine who, by their interaction with clients, are um, uh, active, lively, and, and in the forefront to make sure that all this information is out. Um, but for right now, um, you know, we've, we've got Christine here, and, uh, and, and that's, that's wonderful because I had questions that are more directed for some clarification in the article. Um, so if it's no, a, you touched if, a bone, Christine, when they ask you for clarification uh-oh. in the article. <laughs> um, one of the things you noted, and, and it was brought up earlier in our uh, in our segment here, um, was the idea of if you are informed, if you understand the risks, if you've told your client what you're doing, um, then black hat becomes. Okay, and I mean, I'll admit, I agree with you. I defended it in, I defended that point um, on the Search Engine Watch article. Again, for listeners, head over there, give it a, give it a read. It's, it's if you want some clarification on the debate. But if we are, if we're saying that you just need to clarify now, I have clients who don't understand when I say page rank. I have clients who don't understand <laughs> many of these elementary terms that, that we all use a lot. When you say you are, you know, if the client is well informed, how well informed is the client? Do they, can you be assured that they actually truly understand um, the risk? And how do you go about doing that? It, like, uh, you can easily, you know, sort of dispel or, the blame off you by going like that. I mean, like, that's an impossible question. I mean, how can you even ascertain it? Half the time, we don't know well, the implications of, like, <laughs> you know. Well, I do think on, on some level, though, you can equate it to a brick-and-mortar store and explain the most extreme risk. Like if, if this is done incorrectly, which, by the way, I never suggest it's done on a main site. The risk is I, I have never but, had a retailer say to me, this was made on the third line in China, and it's going to rip 15 minutes from when after you buy it. Never had a retailer say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but a, client has, a client has said it. First of all, I want to preface, I don't do black hat, and I'm only advocating for it as a technique. Um, after reading Aaron Wall's post about SEO is dead article and saying all white hats are moralistic kind of whiny babies. <laughs> and... and, and, and and we're not. I, I stick with white hat because it works for me, and you know, it, and it works very well. And I'm very good at that. And I can rank with the best of the black hats doing white hat. With that being said, um, I think when you do black hat, it is a technique. And if you explain to the client, hey, if you do this and we do it wrong, then your door is shut because tomorrow you go out of the Google index and no one can find you anymore. So it's akin of your the sidewalk in front of your store has been blown up and no one can reach you. And I think if you make it that simple to people and they understand that that's severe of a risk and they still want to do it, then that's up to them. That's why I say never on the main site. It's different if you do it on burner sites, 
you know, micro sites where you're yeah. making mini sites to drive traffic for a product because domains are cheap and you can burn through some of those while you try to either, um, you know, bring money in for the client or bring traffic in for the client or sell a product because they didn't get to the market in time for a holiday. There are legitimate uses for Black Hat or because they're competing in a market such as like gaming where 99% of your competitors are doing Black Hat and, and you feel that you can't compete because you don't have the money to compete on the White Hat level. Although Black Hat is extremely expensive. So when people say they do Black Hat because it's cheaper, it's not because buying links every month can become an incredibly expensive process. So... Does that answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that does answer that question. So basically, it would be likened to, hey, here's a, a high zone retail area. Um, you can just get right in one month in. You know, you're going to have a lot of traffic. You're going to be selling high. But hey, the, the wiring is faulty, and it may burn down at any time. Is that about? Exactly. And you don't know when that is. You could wake up tomorrow, and that could be all gone. So that's all right. Go ahead. I like to just say, using your words, is that what's your risk tolerance? Right. And that is what it boils down to. Now, I know we've only got a couple minutes left here before delay in the, in the last commercial because we we're having a, a great conversation there. Um, for people going out, maybe educate our listeners because we've just got a, about a minute left here um, on what is it that they should be looking at when they're looking at, you know, is this something I should consider? What are the signals when people are telling me, hey, I can do this? The asshats who aren't telling you what the risks are. What are the things that clients um, and webmasters need to be looking at when they're trying to assess what are the strategies that are actually being deployed on my site right now? Um, you mean whether they're using Black Hat but are really assets? Yeah, what should they be looking at? Yeah, exactly, exactly the question. Um, if, if someone says they can do it for um, cheap, if someone says that they can rank you number one too quickly, if someone says they can rank you number one, um, unless they're willing to give you money back when they can't, um, if somebody doesn't have a good history, if you, I would talk to other SEOs and even have another SEO review them for you. Um, but it's basically, if it sounds too good to be true, like anything else, it probably is. And if an SEO comes back to you, if three SEOs come back to you and says that's going to be between, you know, three and five thousand dollars a month, and one comes back and says it's going to be five hundred a month, guess what? Who's the asset in that one? Most likely going to be the five hundred a month. So whenever someone comes in too low, too cheap, too fast, too quick, that's one who's, and they haven't disclosed that they're using black hat techniques. They're using black hat techniques. And so I think those the are the ones you have to be careful of. You know, I, 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 I think the bottom line has to be that marketing products has changed because where the audience is looking for information has changed. They're not necessarily reading right. newspapers. They're not necessarily looking in the phone book. They're not necessarily watching television. Actually, they're doing all of those things, but they're doing it in the digital medium. And there is a group of professionals who work in the digital medium um, who've been doing this for a very long time. Um, and uh, incidentally, those groups of professionals, the smart ones amongst you are morphing now because that medium itself is morphing quickly and it's time. Okay. So, um, again, <laughs> I, 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 the, 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 I just wanted to emphasize the thing I said at the last, end of the last segment, there's a reason we learn all this stuff, black hat, white hat, gray hat, whatever it prevents, it prevents our clients from getting ass hatted and those clients have to refocus those monies. And think about marketing on a much larger level. Anyway, um, we gotta go. We gotta go. My oh four-day weekend begins. Birthday. Actually, my four-day <laughs> weekend begins after a meeting with Darren and Brandy, management of the station. But Christine, thank you so much yes. for uh, for spending time with us. Dave, thank you thank so much you. for the bottle of bourbon, dude. 
Wow. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Show. Made it much more entertaining. <laughs> Absolutely it has. Indeed it has. And audience, thank you so much for being there. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've listened to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. Stick around, friends. Great stuff coming up. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.